This episode is brought to you by Staples. Staples knows that if you're going to work from your home office, you need your home office to work for you. To be the most productive, your home office needs to have everything that your office office has. Bring new life to work. Discover inspiring furniture solutions for all the ways you work and learn. Visit staplesconnect.com to explore what's new. Staples, the working and learning store. Welcome to the Bringing Intimacy Back Show, where intimacy is real. If you desire to intimately connect with yourself, your significant other, children, family, friends, community, and higher power, this show is for you. We explore intimate topics, inspiring life stories, spirituality, and insightful tips on strengthening relationships. The show is hosted by Dr. April and her co-host, Coach K. Let's get this episode of the Bringing Intimacy Back Show started. We share with you today the secret power to intimacy to create a life you love or love the life you create. Now, here's your host, Dr. April and co-host Coach K. Welcome to the Bringing Intimacy Back Show, where intimacy is real. How are you doing, Coach K? I'm doing great. Happy to be here. How about yourself? Good, good. How has your week been? Week has been good so far. Um, I did the night shift last night, which means I did a bunch of late lives, and so I'm back up early today. <laughs> okay, yes. Yes, and um, just like you said, you did um, a bunch of lives. Just wanted to say again that we are on StreamYard now, and we are live, yes, on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube. So I'm so excited. And anyone who's out there listening and you have a question or concern or you want to say something, please put it out there on the comment section. Drop your questions on those platforms. Yes. So Dr. K, um, or Coach K, sorry. Yes. I'll take doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one of the things that you and I both have in common is um, doing sex therapy, uh, psycho uh, sex psychologist. Yes. So people always say to me, what is that? What do you say to people? Um, I love that question, actually, because typically most people stop with the word sex and leave the ologist or ology out of it. Um, and for me, um, as a sexologist, I just explore working with the headspace. So I'm a waist up sexologist. I want to work with uh, making sure that the mind is together and especially in the intimate space, which is why I, I love everything about bringing intimacy back. Um, is connecting with that intimacy piece so that you can work on the, the physical piece almost falls into place afterwards. <laughs> right, definitely. Yeah, because I think most people don't realize that when you're truly intimate with someone, um, it starts up here. Oh, absolutely. That needs to be on point. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so sometimes um, couples are thinking, when do I actually need to go into therapy? Um, yeah, that's such a great question. And it actually, it's a common question. Um, for me, I believe that once you get into a relationship that you feel and see could be long-term being proactive in the therapy counseling and coaching space is always a good idea. Um, because that allows you to create communications that you may need to have because we a lot of times we get into a relationship and we don't have conversations and then it turns up as a problem later in life so proactive get, proactively getting into coaching or therapy or counseling is always a great idea right 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 and i've noticed um because i recently had a few cases where people came in in the beginning and so it's not like they really had a problem but they wanted to make sure that um maybe they didn't have a problem, but they needed some creativity or and or understanding each other's bodies. Yes. Um, and the biggest thing that we do want to get out there is that therapy does not mean you have a problem. I always like to say we do maintenance yearly required by law on our cars. We do maintenance on our houses. And that's because we always want to make sure that the foundation is put together. And so that's the same thing with therapy, counseling and coaching. It's making sure that that foundation is solid. So as you build a relationship, you have tools for if they get, you know, any cracks come up or, yeah. you know, you have those tools. 
Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, and since you were talking about tools, um, you have a business and it's an array of doing this right here of helping couples, helping individuals. And one of the charities that we are sponsoring or helping this month is the empoweringwomen.org because many people are out there trying to start businesses. And so this is a great charity if you haven't checked it out of empoweringwomen.org to help people um, start their own pipe, start their own business um, throughout the world. Oh yeah, that is definitely an amazing, you know, we, we need to empower women to get out there and take all, because we're, we're the CEOs of the house. I always like to make that very clear. <laughs> you know, there are some, some, a lot of men are definitely CEOs, but you're the CEO of your house. And if you have a skill, you have a talent, or you have a passion, we want to help you get out there. Right. So I'm curious now that you mentioned you're the CEO of your house. What does that actually mean? <laughs> so if we if we think about a large corporation such as, you know, Walmart, they're everywhere. And if you just think about the history of the woman, um, the position that she's supposed to play, when she's, if you take her out of that equation, a lot of times the house is not in order. Right. And so for a CEO, that's the person that takes the 50-foot view of, okay, what does everyone need? Um, what does what does everything, what needs to be in place to ensure that everything runs smoothly? The mm -hmm. children need to get off to school. My husband needs to make sure that he has his lunch. The light bulb needs to be paid on time. And so the CEO truly is the behind the scenes insurance of a well old home, i.e. your business. Awesome. <laughs> I think we should even hashtag that women. We are the CEO of our home. So yes. you definitely are out there and you're listening. Hashtag that. Um, put it out there on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook. And you know what? That also empowers women because especially when it comes to sex, many women don't feel empowered. And they're, um, this, this topic today, which is so great that I'm so excited to talk about, is sexual dysfunction and intimacy. And many times when couples, I don't know about for you, when they come and they feel like, oh my God, something isn't working or the woman's like, I'm not having an orgasm and this and that, they don't feel like they're able to talk up, to be mm -hmm. empowered, to speak up. Yeah. And so I love this thing about being the CEO of the household. Yeah. Yeah. It takes, it takes some, some big shoes to feel to be that CEO. Um, and it does help you if you think about it like that. And, and it would be awesome if women are listening right now. If you think of yourself as a CEO, then you may be more open to speaking up about those things because you want to make sure that yourself and everyone around you um, works well. Right, right. And like you said, if you have that mind concept, then you're able to express it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. and talking about sex as we're talking about it, it's a good thing. Do you know how many couples oh, yes. don't talk about it? <laughs> yes, it, it's, it's so common, you know, that you will, it's this thing that I say in a lot of discussions that I have that as women, um, without, you know, sounding too vulgar, but you are blessed with two sets of mouths. I won't say lips, we have two mouths. And if you're opening one, you should be open to speaking and opening the other. You right. know, if if the intimacy and the sex is not satisfactory, then it's time for you to say, out of these lips here, something's going on to ensure that you're you are getting that satisfaction. And it's not you're not going to hurt anyone's feelings. It hurts more for your partner to just find out that you weren't being pleased and that you're breaking trust by being dis dishonest by not speaking up. So rip that bandaid off and, you know, speak about it now. And honestly, um, I would even say that with some women, they may not even know how, so they don't speak up because if I don't know what to tell you, then I'm just not going to say anything at all. Right. Definitely. And as you, as you're saying, it's good to speak up. Because even just, how can I put it, faking it or faking orgasm is not going to solve the issue, right? And so women, if you're out there listening, definitely drop your questions in any Facebook, LinkedIn. But also, if you're out there listening and thinking, how do I bring up this conversation? Well, one way is just how we're doing it and saying that you're listening, you know, like, oh my gosh, 
I heard this great podcast today that talked about sexual dysfunction and intimacy. And that's one way to start a conversation with your partner. Absolutely. I like to say, because um, I have some old videos um, and I've worked with clients, I was like, you know what, if this topic is around what you're talking about, if you still happen to have your phone on while you're washing dishes and this topic is on and something happens and your partner still happens to come in the kitchen with you and you hear it, you're like, oh, let's talk about this. Well, that's interesting. So yeah, absolutely. Podcasts such as this is such a valuable tool especially for someone who's not as confident with just starting the conversation on its own. Right, definitely. Yes, and what I would also say um, is also starting the conversations with um, your doctors if you feel like that there is something going on. Um, the point is to get help. And what I'm so happy today is we have coming up an expert in sexual dysfunction and intimacy that is going to help teach our audience and, and hopefully we will learn some new steps and also helping our clients deal with any dysfunctions in the bedroom. We'll take a break and when we be back and when we come back, we're going to be joined with Jen Fletcher on dealing with sexual dysfunction and intimacy. Recognize your purpose. Who were you really meant to be? To recognize your purpose is to live life with clarity. You are here because you're supposed to be here. You're not an accident. You're here to do something for yourself, for someone, and somewhere. You have a job to fulfill and an everlasting mark to make. You are here on purpose. Welcome back to the Bringing Intimacy Show, where intimacy is real. We would like to welcome Jen Fetcher. Um, she is the Director of Educational Services and Lead Educator for Reclaiming Intimacy in Indiana. Welcome, Jen. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Dr. April, and thank you so much for having us today. Yes, definitely. How are you doing? Yes. Coach K, doing really good. How about you? I'm doing great. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we are so excited about this topic. Um, and so let me give a little bit of background. So you've been in the education field for over 15 years, mostly working with adult sexual education and intimacy issues. You're a wife, a mother, an entrepreneur, an author, and you help those who are chronically ill and you have the firsthand perspective of many of the issues that we're facing today. Um, yes, and you work, um, you're currently working on your ASAC certification, which I know is um, very difficult in that, <laughs> yes but it does provide an excellent source of resources and stuff. And so, yes, welcome to the show. So excited to be here and talk about some of my passions and the best topics that need to be broken out of this taboo world that they're in. Right, right. So I know that you work for a company that's called Reclaiming Intimacy. What is your definition of intimacy? Um, intimacy is really that connectedness, that togetherness that we feel with another. Um, that could be our partners or spouses, that can be our children, it can be our friends, our coworkers, our pets, um, but it's the different ways that we connect with each of those different relationships. And within each of those different relationships, there's different types of intimacy and different levels of those types of intimacy that we all need. Right, definitely. So. Um, in your organization of reclaiming intimacy, what do you guys focus on? Um, we are an advocacy organization that focuses solely on sexual dysfunction issues and intimacy issues. Um, and we kind of act as a middleman um, and we help patients kind of guide through different holistic solutions and ways to kind of overcome sexual dysfunction. Right, and so people may be listening and if you have a question, definitely drop it on one of our social media, but they're saying, how do I know when something is a sexual dysfunction? Yeah, and that's, you know, a sexual dysfunction is basically any kind of problem that arises that prevents a person or a couple from achieving that sexual satisfaction or being able to engage with each other sexually. Um, and for men, that's things like erectile dysfunction. For women, that's things like vaginal atrophy. And for both genders, they go through very similar things with loss of libido, with body pain, um, even mental anguish, like you mentioned. I mean, it's true that all types of intimacy, physical, emotional, spiritual, are all, they, all start, they all start in our head. 
So really working on that mental outlook and everything like Coach K was saying um, is super important, especially when it comes to physical intimacy. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, and I know we talked about the mental part and I can, I know sometimes people ask, well, how do I know when it's something in my head or maybe it's something in my body or maybe it's a medical thing? Yeah, and that's um, when we meet with people, we have, you know, a series of questions to ask. And a lot of times for people, it is something medical. We deal with a lot of cancer patients. So a lot of times cancer treatment, chemo, radiation, all those medications um, instantaneously cause some sort of sexual dysfunction issue. Um, and as we work with patients, um, you can usually tell that um, if they're having, you know, mental anguish, if they're having a hard time, dealing with their cancer diagnosis or dealing with the sexual dysfunction um, issues that they're having. And in those cases, we always route our patients back to their therapists like you guys and coaches um, to kind of work through those issues. Because without that mental stability, even working on the physical issues is very difficult. Mm -hmm. I didn't know about what um, you think, Coach Kay. Sometimes when people ask me that question, I also ask them, do they um, self-intimacy, you know, um, in the sense of masturbation and that kind of stuff, just to see if there is a medical issue? I don't know. Do you guys utilize that question sometimes? I'm huge on finding out um, and distinguishing between that medical aspect because in my uh, case, because I'm not the licensed therapist, or in that true medical realm, my goal is always to get that part out of the way first, because if I need to refer out, then that's what I want to do. Um, but if we determine that it's not medical, that it's truly, you know, I was always told that when I was little, that touching myself was dirty or something like that, then we can move forward um, and work through that intimacy aspect. But self-intimacy is so important. I, I totally agree with that. That's something that we at Reclaiming Intimacy really back in that self-discovery is often what we call it because, you know, a lot of people are instantly terrified when they hear words like masturbation or, you know, touching yourself. So self-discovery is what we call it. And it's really important um, after body changes or after sexual dysfunction to get to know yourself and what you like and dislike and if things feel different or if they don't again. Um, so, yeah, that's something that we we definitely support as well. Okay, yeah. Jen, how do you work with clients who are afraid to even talk to those doctors about um, sex? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, and it kind of starts with the basics. We kind of have to sometimes go back to, you know, sex ed 101, essentially, and kind of start with, you know, reminding them what your bodies are capable of, how they work, what all the different pieces do and what they mean. And a lot of people um, aren't aware of all the different ways that the body can experience pleasure. Um, so that's always kind of exciting to share with them that, you know, just because something doesn't work in the same way it did before your treatment or before, there's still a way that you can make it work now. You just have to try. Mm -hmm. I, I understand that aspect, um, especially with, I have five children. And I can say that after each one, because that is a, a change, um, there is a, a bit of a medical change, but there's a mental change, there's a hormonal change. So after each one, I'm either like, oh, I want more or don't touch me. Um, and even to the point of being completely afraid to get pregnant again. So do you work in that space as well? Yeah, yeah, we actually do work in that space. Um, and that's, um, you know, working through those things, we do different, um, everything that we do at Reclaiming Intimacy is holistic. So nothing we do is medication related, no chemicals, no additives, nothing like that. So there's a lot of holistic therapies that we work with, like dilator therapy. Um, there's lots of different uh, things that we do to focus on um, self-care and mental self-care, essentially, to kind of work through those blocks as they arise with people. Um, and the, the biggest blocks that we see are um, actually, like you mentioned before, that some people are just afraid to bring up the topic. They were taught that it was dirty. They were taught that things like that are not discussed outside of their bedroom. Um, and that, you know, life doesn't necessarily need that, which just isn't true. Um, so those are kind of the things that, um, that we focus on there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good thing. And I know sometimes you guys also focus on 
people who have cancer and a variety of other chronically ill illnesses. And so someone may say, you know, should I really be thinking about my sexual life when I'm battling cancer or, you know, my partner is battling cancer. Should I really, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually, that's so common. We hear that a lot. And the truth is, yeah, of course you should worry about your sexual needs and your intimacy needs. Um, you know, like you mentioned with the maintenance on the car, it's so true with our own personal maintenance. Um, we have to take the time for mental, physical, spiritual connection and um, all that, all that is vital. And some people just don't realize how vital until something changes, like cancer steps in um, and things like that. Right, right. Coach K, what's the most common um, sexual dysfunction that you see? Mine is literally just communication. <laughs> a communication. Lot of times. That's a big <laughs> it one. <laughs> it is. It, it truly is. Um, and I get a lot of men that actually reach out to schedule these appointments because it's, I want to get more. I'm trying to figure out how I get, I can get a little more. Then we sit down and realize, well, you don't know how to talk to her. So right. you're probably not. So that would be what I see more of. Okay. Okay. And I also sometimes see men that come in and sometimes men have ED, but sometimes it's a truly ED problem. But I've even had um, 27 year olds come in and for some reason they're like, they're panicking because um, they didn't get the arousal that they thought they were supposed to have. Yes. Yes. So how do you know, because we just talk about ED, how do you know when it's really ED or it's just a fluke? What should you do? Yeah. Right. So when we work with our male patients who um, have erectile dysfunction, and kind of like Coach K said, we get a lot of male patients that reach out to us, um, sometimes without their partners at all. They just really want to know what they can do. Um, so that said, um, we often, uh, we work with a lot of different, like I mentioned, holistic devices. And so we usually meet with our patients and we kind of hear their backstory, what's happening. And then we kind of give them, you know, their options and help them through. And usually with erectile dysfunction or, you know, just the occasional, the occasional oops, we'll say, right. um, we can kind of tell in their use of these therapies um, and how they kind of roll through with us, you know, with each step of the process. And if they stick with those steps to the end and they're still having those issues um, and they haven't seen a doctor, then we obviously suggest that they go make contact with their doctor and let them know that they've tried this therapy and it, if it worked or didn't work and then take those further steps from there. Um, but our goal with the people we work with is to basically be there as they need us, um, you know, to help with those different sexual aids, to get those different ideas and a more holistic nature, um, you know, before they go the surgical route or mm -hmm. um, go with more medications and things like that. Right, right. I've seen that um, sometimes men have um, not been, dis uh, they've been distracted. Yes. And so that's caused some problems in the bedroom and or also, I don't know what you guys think. Um, too much stimulants. Yeah, I totally agree on both of those. Um, life moves so fast now for everyone, men, women alike, and we are all so busy. So that's another aspect that kind of comes into play too, is that constant busy brain and everything is constantly going. And we are all constantly thinking about tomorrow and what needs to be done and what's coming up and things like that also hinder sexual intimacy and abilities. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would think that um, just like with women, men have some stressors that really weigh on them. So, yes, being overstimulated, um, you know, a new baby in the house, my wife is over here having to breastfeed, I have to go and provide for the household, um, everything around me is happening, I have to make sure I also perform as a man. And so <laughs> stress, I believe, is definitely something that I would think would add to that. How do you guys see it different for women, sexual dysfunction? Um, I think that we see it as it's a little bit different for women, not so much in, you know, the physical characteristics of men and women both struggle and the genitalia stops working. But um, like Coach K had mentioned, you know, um, women face different kinds of stressors than men. And some of those stressors are a lot heavier and they take a different kind of toll. And like Coach K said, you know, every day is busy. You've got a lot of things to do. And by the end of the day, you're exhausted. So coming up with that energy to be intimate, even if it's just 
you know, a massage or cuddling on the couch. Sometimes it's too much. Sometimes it's a lot. Um, and so for women, it's even more of that, you know, um, mental focus and really making the time and taking the time to get the intimacy that you're seeking, whether it be physical or emotional or mental, any kind, you have to you have to force yourself essentially. <laughs> I know I do. I'm not good at slowing down. So. <laughs> yeah, I agree with both of you guys, and I see that a lot. Where um, the energy level is not there. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What suggestions yeah. do you guys have for? Are there any natural remedies for women who struggle with energy level? you know, to save some for nighttime when they feel like their demands are just like, oh my God. I, for me, um, I think just a buildup throughout the day, understanding um, what relaxes you mentally is a huge thing. Because yes, there's always going to be a lot happening, but thinking about that thing that relaxes you mentally you know, and having that build up throughout the day. Um, I do several businesses during the day. I'm running in and out of the house to get the children each day. I'm making sure that the food is cooked and washed clothes. So mentally I can be drained, but throughout the day, me and my husband, we text each other. We, um, if he sees something on Instagram, he may say, you know, we, we send, we send some pretty amazing things to each other throughout the day. So we build up and anticipation without expectation and mm -hmm. what that does is that creates that boom of surprise in the evening because we're both dog tired but because we built up that anticipation it could be something as my hand just so happened to glide over and i touch his arm and all the energy just came back and we have about 15 to 30 seconds but we'll use those 15 to 30 seconds however we need to and then we go to bed, but we realize that while that was 15 to 30 seconds, we have a lifetime of other marathons that we can run, sort of say. Yeah, and we, um, when we try to help people get back on track with that, um, we do the same thing as you just mentioned, you know, it kind of that reconnection and those little things that you can do through the day and, you know, through the week to let them know you care, little notes on your mirror, text messages, send an email. Um, like you said, you know, send the funny things you find from the internet or the suggestive things, you know, depending on what you're really going for. And it kind of keeps that alive because even at the end of the day, if you're exhausted and you just don't have the energy for, you know, the full shebang, there's still so many other things intimacy wise that you can do. And so you've got to keep your mind open. <laughs> yes. So we're going to take a small, a small break. And when we come back, I want to hear more about those different things that people can utilize to improve their intimacy, um, such as the dilators and some other things that I know you have in your toolbox. We'll be back in a moment. And if you're out there listening on Twitter, Facebook, or um, LinkedIn, please put a question or comment out there. We'll be back in a moment. back to the Bringing Intimacy show where intimacy is real. So I just mentioned about, because um, we were talking about some remedies and some, you know, national remedies and remedies in the sense of communication. And I know you mentioned, Jen, about dilators. Mm -hmm. Can you explain to our audience what dilators are and how they help with sexual dysfunction? Absolutely. Um, vaginal dilators are designed for um, vagina owners. And they can be used for a variety of reasons, really. Um, but the things that we work with the most are for vaginal atrophy. Um, and that is kind of the tightening, the shrinking, um, and really just the kind of hardening of the vaginal tissues. And that can happen for a variety of reasons. Um, dilators are designed to be different size probes, essentially, that are inserted into the vaginal canal, always using a lubricant. And they're kind of left in the in the vagina and held in place. Um, some people will kind of spin them, turn them, do different things with them. 
But the point of these is, is that over time you um, graduate to larger sizes as you use them, and then that helps to reopen the vaginal canal naturally, um, makes tissues pliable. It can help to bring back natural moisture, um, and which thusly um, lessens pain and discomfort with insertion, with insertion of tampons or for sexual acts, anything like that. Okay, Jen, yeah, I wonder from your profession, and I'm gonna ask Coach Kay the same question. So I've had women use dilators and I've had them use it, I'm gonna say in um, a clinical format where they're using it on themselves to increase. Yes, and then I've had it also where they use it with their partner and the partner's been involved in the process of the dilators um, to help open them up. And I guess I should have said, started earlier, that dilators are really great to use when you're really having pain or discomfort and you need um, some help in that aspect. Um, have you guys seen any difference or what's the best way? Um, I think uh, the, the second way you mentioned is the ideal way. Um, that if, okay. um, if the patient has a partner, that kind of does a dual purpose. You know, it helps right. to kind of reconnect the couple. It helps to bring them together on something they can share that's really personal. And it also then helps the vagina. I haven't personally had a client per se um, to utilize, but just in the, because the, again, I do a bedroom candy line as well, and we have a set of dilators. Um, and I think that utilizing it alone until you're comfortable to incorporate the client, I mean, excuse me, your partner is going to be great um, because you don't want to be stressed which it kind of goes against and works against the dilators. So being able to at least build up to that place of comfort, because um, even though you are sexually active with your partner, sometimes what we may view as a shortcoming or a problem or an issue, we don't always want to share that and show that to our partners. So just um, whichever way that you're most comfortable, but I would say to grow to that place of definitely including your partner. And I agree, yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. What are some other suggestions that you guys may have for um, people who have pain? Um, for people who have pain um, that stems, uh, especially in regard to sexual dysfunction, um, we have, like I mentioned, a lot of different holistic therapies that mm -hmm. use those different therapeutic aids that work through some of those body pains with massagers, with different sorts of simple exercise, nothing extreme, because many people that we deal with um, are often um, on recovery, sitting, you know, have limited activity. Um, so we deal with uh, body pain like that and kind of help them through with different positioning, um, different types of things like that. Okay. So I mentioned, you know, the, the bedroom candy, um, business that I also do, which is an, it's a, it's an adult luxury intimacy line of products. And as you were mentioning, kind of the massagers, um, and we have the lubrications and the massage oils and all. So with the pain aspect, um, there's a few that, again, once we determine that it does not need to be treated medically, <laughs> once we get to that place, um, but when we make that determination, there are some consultations that I may do just about the some of the different uh, massagers. Some people call them toys. I don't like to call them toys. Yeah. I do like to call them <laughs> massagers because that's what they do. Where you use your massage? We go with um, therapeutic aids. Yes, there you go. <laughs> yeah. There are some that are insertable, and I love to explain it. You know, someone who may have um, bad cramping in the ab abdominal area. Sometimes you feel like you want to crawl inside of yourself and just massage your uterus. So being able to have an insertable massager where you can kind of lay a towel across your um, abdomen with your partner, have them massage the outside while you insert um, the vibe or massager internally would be helpful as well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, wow. I didn't even know you had that that um, line of work there. <laughs> which is great to help people feel um, more comfortable and, and finding solutions, yeah. What else would you, um, well, another question. Um, I've seen that some people have had sexual, they've been fine for years, but then they start a variety of different medications or transitions in their lives. Yeah, and then all yeah, of a sudden they have a problem. Yeah, that's one of the, um, 
the top things that we see people for, aside from cancer, um, diabetes, heart disease, um, even anxiety and depression medication, so many more, even antibiotics, some of them, um, can cause these sexual dysfunction um, side effects, essentially. And for some people, these only the, the sexual dysfunction only lasts as long as they are taking this medication. And for others, the medication causes some permanent changes. Um, and so with those people, it's kind of the same. You know, since um, what we do is holistic, it's kind of the same protocol and the same therapies to help get them back on track, especially for those patients that it might just be temporary. So, you know, no surgical changes, nothing permanent. It lets them work through the issue at their pace um, as they need. Right, I think definitely. that's very helpful to know because one thing that I did not know, um, because I have cardiomyopathy and the type that I have is extremely new, so doctors didn't have a whole lot of information. And I was put on a, a calcium blocker. Mm. And while on that, I was just lethargic. It was just too much for me. So I did not have time, but, you know, I had a small child and, you know, I was, and the medication was just draining me. I never even put the two together. Never even thought, hey, I just started this medication. This is why I'm just not into you right now because I'm just so tired. Um, and once we change it to a beta blocker and then eventually I had a, a procedure that I no longer was on medication at all, I saw myself getting back to a, a myself essentially. So when we do get on medication, of course that's not talked about. The doctor's not going to say, hey, you know, these antibiotics may cause you yeah. to be a little, little drier than normal than you, or right. this medication may put you into a a place where you just don't want to be intimate. So that's, <laughs> I think it should be one of the disclaimers, but. Yeah, that's, that's kind of how we feel too, um, just about, you know, sexual dysfunction, especially with cancer patients, because it's not usually something that readily, the information is not readily given to the patient, you know, with diagnosis or even sometimes during treatment. And they're just kind of left to discover things on their own. So that's kind of where we'd like to step in as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know Coach K just mentioned that um, dryness, and I'm going to assume that sometimes even with cancer patients, or even with um, myself, and even going through uh, menopause and hysterectomy yeah, and all that. that yes. <laughs> yeah, but I have some clients who are like, I do not want to do lubricants. Yeah, um, you know, and that's that's funny to me because lubricants are so helpful. And sure, some of the lubricants out there are not quality, um, and you should definitely always check the ingredients. You don't need extras. You don't need additives. Um, go as natural as you can. Um, but lubrications can be so helpful, especially for those who have vaginal atrophy or have fragile skin um, due to chemo and radiation or other medical treatments. Things like that can be a lifesaver to bring back physical intimacy because a lot of times, people don't want to have that touch or that penetration because of the friction, because of that awkward feeling with the friction or the pain. And a thick enough lubricant can help prevent that entirely. And again, because, you know, we don't talk about lubricants. We don't talk about masturbation. We don't talk about sexual dysfunction. Nobody knows. So that's, again, you know, what we're trying to break through that taboo. Okay, yes. So if you're out there listening and you're like, oh, my gosh, I have a question, please put it in there uh, on Facebook or LinkedIn, um, any kind of questions. So going back to this whole lubricant, um, there are lubricants that are very good for yourself, whether they're, I think, organic lubricants or, yes, not all lubricants are the same. No, not at all. No, there's definitely, there's organic, there's natural, um, there's new lines now that we have some of them that are um, completely natural, made from seaweed and aloe and things like that, that are natural skin moisturizers. Um, and for some people that won't use the lubrications, um, for the females, we route them to a daily moisturizer, a natural moisturizer, which over time, those can help restore that natural moisture as well. Um, so really, we just work to in any way that the patient is, you know, ready to accept some help, that's kind of where we step in. Whenever I do a, a bedroom candy parties, lubrication, when I mention that, the first thing a lot of the ladies say, I don't need that. Yeah, they like, never do. You know, yeah. it, it's great that you don't need it. <laughs> right, and I love to play, it's a game that I play, and once we play the game, everyone wants to get some. Um, and it's essentially one person holds their fist, and the other person has a finger and you try to, you know, get in there. 
And after they don't, I just put a drop of the lubrication and then they try it again, instantly they're sold. And I like to say, yes, we have a natural moisture to our cells. So, but once you use that lubrication, it's just an enhancement. So there's nothing wrong with you. It's twice the fun. So why not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's, um. we have a lot of people that um, reach out with questions about lubrications and about these issues through our website. Um, and they go straight to our experts and then they get their questions answered. But that is one of the most common because people think, well, if I need lubrication, I must be broken or I'm doing this wrong. And it's like, no, you're not doing this wrong. You're just, you're just experimenting. Be imaginative. Go with it. Let it slide. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We have a question from the audience from Pat. She asks, what about ghost sensations? Uh, ghost sensations. Yes, those are, those also happen. And they happen differently for men and women. Depends on where you're can having you issues in your body. Yeah, can you define it? Um, those are sometimes sensations that occur around the body that don't necessarily have a rhyme or reason necessarily mm -hmm. or a specific reason why it's happening. Um, and for some people, it, it, it's just random. So they might not even notice that these kind of feelings are happening to name them that. Other people do notice um, and take some action. They visit their doctors for things like that. Usually ghost sensations, especially in regard to um, sexual intimacy, are not considered emergent situations. Um, but when people are having these, if they are repeat and they keep happening, we always refer those patients to meet with their doctor just to mention and get checked out because we never want anything to go wrong in this department. Yeah, one of the things you've said, and you just said it now, if something happens repeatedly, so, because um, we're, we're talking about sexual dysfunction and intimacy, just because something, I don't know, this is my belief, so happens once in the bedroom, doesn't mean for us to panic and feel like, oh my gosh, nothing's working. Right, yeah. I mean, you know, sexual intercourse, it's, it's messy. It can be sloppy. Um, you know, there's a lot of body fluids passed around. And, you know, depending on what you're into, it could get really messy. So, um, yeah, that's. It, 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 that's what we try to teach people too. That you know, you're not you're not weird for liking these things. It's not strange if you're having thoughts or you have questions about any of this. This is natural. These are our bodies. Our bodies were made the same. We we all crave the same kinds of things, and we all need the same types of intimacy. So that's where we just kind of try to help people just feel like they're just human. You know? Yeah. And definitely, I also think that as we progress through life, our body changes. Yes, absolutely. Um, hormones play a huge factor in all of this. And of course, if you have anything surgical, hysterectomies, anything like that, um, uh, prostate surgeries, that immediately affects the hormones and immediately changes, um, of course, your physical intimacy, abilities, and needs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have you guys worked with couples who where one has a higher sex drive, one has no sex drive whatsoever? Yes, we absolutely have um, for a very long time. And sometimes it, and it all, always comes down to communication, you know, like we've, we've been saying. Um, and sometimes it's really easy to help them reconnect. And sometimes there's a lot of blocks in the way. Um, sometimes religious blocks are the most difficult um, in partnerships when they're not seen eye to eye with sexual related things. Um, but it really is, again, just taking it slow, going at their pace, um, working through those blocks and finding how they can connect with each other comfortably and intimately. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I recently did, um, and it's still ongoing, uh, it's called 30 Days of Intimacy. It's a, it's a challenge. And what it does is every day for 30 days, there's a new email of a way to express intimacy. And that to me, it, it can help to get a, a balance together for someone who's not ready to necessarily sit in front of someone and say, hey, I have this thing going on. Um, but it's things such as cooking a meal, Saturday morning cleaning, grease one scalp. So going into those different areas helps to um, align folks together. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I'm glad that you have that because many times people don't realize what can I do to improve intimacy? Or even as you guys put it, to reclaim intimacy and to yeah. get it back. And um, that's, that's what it's about, you know? That's what we need in our lives is intimacy. So 
we have to work to get it sometimes, unfortunately. Yes, definitely. When we come back, we're going to take a short, quick break, and then we come back, we would love to hear how can people get to know about reclaiming intimacy? Where can we find you? And we'll be back in a moment. We're going to take a commercial break. We'll be back. After the holidays, taking time out to restore together is the perfect way to reset and strengthen any relationship. Visit vacationcounseling.com today and book your couple's retreat. Welcome back to Bringing Intimacy Back, where intimacy is real. So, Jen, um, your company, Reclaiming Intimacy, has so many things to offer. Tell us a little bit what, what they have to offer and how can people get to find out more about you guys. Absolutely. So, like I mentioned, um, we focus solely on sexual dysfunction and intimacy issues. Um, and we do that by our therapeutic aid line for men and for women. Um, like I mentioned, nothing that we have is permanent, nothing has chemicals, nothing is medicinal. So nothing interferes with any kind of medical treatment. Um, and nothing is a medical treatment. Uh, we also offer educational services. Um, we do something called a personal intimacy and wellness guide for free for basically anybody who needs it through our website, uh, which is reclaimingintimacy.org. Um, you can contact our staff that way as well. And we do lots of webinars and lots of community involvement just to try to help um, break the taboo of discussing anything and everything sexual. Wonderful, yes. And so um, there's the social media. And then I think you've written books. Have you written a book about this? Um, I've been involved in some different articles on this topic. The books that I've written are actually focused on uh, my other medical chaos and issues, uh, gastroparesis. Okay. Awesome. Yes, yes. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, and I love how you just talked about um, reclaiming intimacy and the different ways how to um, get more intimacy into your life. And I think one of the main things we have been talking about is for couples to connect. That is like the number one way is that intimacy, spending time together, talking about things. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I know Dr. K, oh, Coach K, you also has a line of products that also help in the sense of um, people connecting with intimacy. Yes, with the um, bedroom candy line, one thing that I did create recently is um, it's what I call the healthy habits boxes. And because it typically takes about 21 days to create a habit. And so I have 21 different days of, it's called intimacy emotion. And so for 21 days, you and your partner will open up a new gift box. And inside of each of those boxes is something new to explore, whether it be a flogger, an intimate elixir, a new fragrance. Um, that's one of the ways I incorporate it, but also the retreat. Um, I'm doing our second annual Fools and Loves Couples Retreat that's coming up in April, actually. <laughs> it's March 31st through April the 3rd. And there we truly, we talk about those tools. The communication is the biggest piece. We have fun, but every single game that we play is completely on purpose. The location is on purpose, you know, because of the environment, getting away from home to come to a place where all you have is to concentrate on the other person and growth in the intimate space. Um, and so to find that retreat, um, you can come over to loveandintimacy101.com and you'll look under retreats and more and, or just contact me directly. <laughs> Awesome. Yes. Okay. Yes, I think retreats are an excellent way to experience intimacy. Um, I'm also offering an intimacy retreat in February, February 25th, March 2nd. That's in Costa Rica. And we're going to also do one in the summertime, but it's a great way of experiencing it. The other thing in the sense of intimacy is also books. I've written a book um, that's on Amazon about improving intimacy. Um, kind of like what you said, Coach K, in the sense of the everyday expressions of intimacy and then uh, the overall, of course, um, sexual intimacy. So people who are out there listening, this is a great podcast for you to listen to because you're hearing about different intimacy retreats, products, and services. Um, and Jen, I'm assuming your services are also nationwide that people can yes, look through virtual? Correct. Yes, That's awesome. Correct. 
Okay, and there's different also segments and stuff on their website, so definitely check that out. Thank you guys so much for being on the show. Coming up next week, we're going to talk with Nova Lorraine, and she's going to talk about how to be creative in intimacy and sex. Um, January 27th, we have Petipa, and she's going to be talking about, in the sense of business, how to attract that soulmate client and that intimate business connection. Then we're going to have Maria on February 3rd, how to create a style or look and getting back into the dating world, which is wonderful. And then Dr. Allison, February 10th on a conspiracy for your bliss. Yes, I love this show. Thank you guys so much for being on the show. And Jen, again, thanks again, Ria, for having Jen. Yes, and thanks again, Coach K, for um, doing this. Absolutely. Always a pleasure to be here because I love intimacy. So. <laughs> yes, and I was just really um, impressed by other things. Yes, as we all know, that Coach K is new here. And so, yes, and so every time she drops a little bit of um, diamonds, <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, I have yes. my hands in a, a lot of little, little pieces of life. <laughs> right, right. But you know what? Um, and the reason why I really went into this whole intimacy thing, because I'm coming from the mental health aspect. Um, when you're connected with people, and especially with your significant other, it improves your mental health, and people yeah. don't really realize that. It truly does. Um, I got to a place, you know, I was no longer working in the traditional sense as of May 2020, you know, a beautiful world that changed, and so I was at home. And for a little while, not having that everyday human interaction, it really does. It works on your mental space. So being able to connect, bond with other people, especially your partner, well, it it brings that mental space higher. Yes, definitely. Well, thank you again for being on this on the show and being my co-host. And also thank all the um, audience out there for their questions. And we will see you guys. And thank you, definitely, Jen. For, and we'd love to have you back anytime. And we will see you guys next week. This has been the Bringing Intimacy Back show where intimacy is real. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Bringing Intimacy Back. We hope you enjoyed it. You can also find us at bringingintimacyback.com or Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter. For Dr. April Brown's four-book series, Improving Intimacy, you can also find her as an author on Amazon, available in Kindle, ebook, and paperback. We'll see you next Thursday at 3 p.m. 